Hello and welcome to Life Save Her, the podcast. This is a podcast for all of my women, men you can listen to, but for all of my women to come get a weekly dose of some self-care, some self-help, and tips to live the life that you desire. I'm your host, Brittany A. Johnson. I want to set this disclaimer. While I am a licensed mental health counselor and I am going to be talking about mental health and life-related topics, this is not a substitute for therapy. This is an addition, this is a bonus, this is that kind of added support so that you have what you need in and outside of session. If you need a therapist, I encourage you to reach out to different therapists in your area, or you may also email me to get a list of therapists that I may recommend. Stay tuned for today's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode. Today, I have Shlomit with me, and she is going to talk to us about mental overload and how it impacts women and how it can lead to burnout if we have enough time, but we're going to definitely give some great information on mental load. So welcome and let the listeners know who you are and, and where you come from and all those good things. Thank you, Brittany. I'm so happy to be here with you. Um, so my name is Shlomit Tassa, and I'm from Tel Aviv, Israel, but I lived in the U.S. for many years in Maryland and in California, and I work mostly with clients in the U.S. and in the U.K. Um, I have graduate degrees in computer science and product design, and my career was actually on a very corporate track. And um, I was an executive coach and an innovation consultant, and I worked with Fortune 500 companies um, at the highest executive level and worked internationally, internationally, traveled a lot, and really loved it. Um, so that was great. The travel was my favorite part. Right. Actually. I was going to say, ooh, the travel piece, but corporate yep. <laughs> work. Oh my gosh. I, yeah. I did that for some years. <laughs> yeah. So maybe you had a similar experience to mine because after I became a parent, that's when things got difficult and the travel actually became the worst part instead of the best part. Yeah. Um, and I'm lucky to be married to a wonderful man. He's a true feminist. And we've always tried to keep things um, as equal as possible. We were making... Um, similar salaries for many years and we split childcare time right down the middle and my parents also helped um but after my third child was born I just couldn't hack it anymore um yep. it just yeah. became too much uh-huh yeah and <laughs> <laughs> you empathize <laughs> I de definitely do I do I switched jobs to one that involved less travel, but it didn't help. And I was constantly overwhelmed. Um, I tried to go part-time. I was refused. And then um, my husband switched jobs and we could afford for me to just quit. So I thought that would make my life easier, mm -hmm. but <laughs> guess what? It didn't. It did uh, not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Um, so I was... Um, feeling terrible for not pulling my weight financially. And I was also naturally taking on more and more tasks at home. And that wasn't making me any happier. Um, and so the only good thing was that results wise, my kids were actually doing a lot better. Yes. So oh, my goodness. Listen, let's pause there for a second. I so far, it's, it's like, yes. So everything that you know, that we talk about in life, save her, the reason that I developed it is 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 that it's it's for people like you, for women like me and you, right? Like I was in corporate world, had my third child, and it was just like mm -mm, this isn't it, you know. And so, you know, went on a different journey, and yeah, my kids are doing great, but I was drowning and 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 slowly. I don't want to say dying because that's dramatic, right? But right. I was losing all of who I was, and you know, Seriously. I remember telling my husband once. 
Um, all I do is watch Bubble Guppies and Team Umizumi. <laughs> Exactly. I need to do something different. <laughs> and so, exactly. yeah, exactly. You hit that nail right on the head. Yes, <laughs> yes. That's exactly what I was feeling. So I started freelancing and I was, you know, taking, um, taking some jobs that, you know, weren't perfectly aligned because, you know, I was putting a lot of pressure on myself in, in terms of the financial side uh-huh. um, and trying to, you know, keep all the balls in the air. Um, and then what happened is that my mother died unexpectedly. Um, very unexpectedly. And I don't know how much you know about um, Jewish mourning practices, but um, in Judaism, the um, um, the burial ceremony, the funeral happens as soon as possible. So sometimes even on the same day or the next day oh, after okay. uh, the death. Yeah. And then there's a seven day period called the Shiva. Shiva. Shiva means actually, it just means seven in Hebrew, seven days. Okay. And um, during that time, the immediate family of the deceased are not supposed to do anything, any work, you know, everybody helps with, uh, with food and with organization. Mm-hmm. And um, the family is at home and welcomes guests who come to pay their condolences. It's actually mm-hmm. very, it can be a very moving time because you hear it's very, it's, it's very intense. You hear all that, all those stories about the person that you lost that you never heard before. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, through all the shock and the anguish and the mourning that, that I was going through, um, because it puts this like very strong stop to life, you know, after everything's on hold for a week, I felt yeah. at the same time, this immense sense of freedom. And I didn't have a chance to say goodbye to my mother. And I okay. had almost a feeling that, that she was telling me through that, through that mm-hmm. very strong emotion that I was feeling, you know, capture that be you know make sure that you are free don't let yourself drown in um in 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 everything that uh that that, that's been surrounding you and she's um also something that I've always uh, felt sorry about is that my mom she was big on self-help and self-development and she always tried so many things but she still had issues and regrets and um just things that she basically carried with her her entire life unresolved to her death And uh-huh. I almost felt like her message from the grave for me was don't do that. You know, take care of yourself, fix all that, live your life as you want to be free. Oh my goodness. I know that people, most of the people that are listening, they know me, they've been listening for a while. So they know that this story sounds very familiar. It's it's similar to mine with my own mother. She died unexpectedly and um, I did get to say goodbye but it was it was still very fast and and it's very unexpected and um yeah it was like the messages after that from her were were a lot around live your life don't wait don't um, wait mm-hmm, don't wait and because I, you know she she did that right like she took care of everybody anybody who needed something mm. she took care of them sometimes at the detriment of herself and so you know one of the things that that you know, we, I took from her passing was not to, not to drive myself down, right. Without being fulfilled at the same time. And so, yes, I, I definitely understand. And it's similar in, in our community that we um, mourn and we take about seven days before we do the burial. Mm, mm-hmm. So we have that seven day period in between some, it's not always seven, but typically it is um, mm-hmm. But people are bringing food over to the house and there there's a lot of fellowship. There's a lot of talking. There's a lot of comfort and support. Um, but sometimes after that seven days, like it, it gets extremely lonely because 
now you are just kind of left to deal with everything, right? All the emotions, all the everything. So yeah, that's very similar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's interesting. Jewish learning practices are very old and very wise. And so there's a gradual return to life. There are certain um, customs and restrictions that gradually um, are lifted, but there are certain practices that you do for the first month and the first three months and then the first year. So that's okay. very helpful and transitioning slowly back yeah. into. So the, the first year is considered a year of mourning. And that's actually very good because people know to respect that. They know not to yes, expect yes. of you you know, two weeks after to, to bounce right wow. back. That's, that is beautiful. And and I know that we're talking about mourning, but I, I could think about how that could be useful so for some of us as moms, right? Mm-hmm. When we first have our babies oh, yeah. that first year, you know, being able to not have all these expectations, but it seems to be the opposite, right? Like you have a baby and they give, you get about a month <laughs> and mm-hmm. then you're expected to juggle everything all over again. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, I came out of that with a, a commitment to um, to l- make a living and live a life that um, provided the most value and maintained my sense of freedom. And I tried a few things. And in the end, I decided to focus on giving women tools um, to manage their overwhelm and regain a sense of control and freedom in their own lives, you know, like I've been able to do mm-hmm. for, for myself. And um I focus on women both because I'm the mother of three girls and it's very important to me because I feel it's an uneven playing field. Um, You know, Ariana Huffington talks about burnout culture a lot and um, COVID has made the whole concept of burnout culture uh, be more of a household um, um, topic. But Mm -hmm. uh, the thing is that women carry more of that. Women are more likely to burn out and, um, there are se- several things that we as uh, women or anyone, of course, who's burnt out, it's not, it's not just women, um, can do. And first of all, it's a mindset shift. And then there are changes that we need to do within the home. And there are changes that we need to do within the workplace and at our society. And, you know, I'm, I'm interested in all of those levels. But of course, uh-huh. first and foremost, foremost at helping people make their own changes. And the reason I wanted to talk to you uh, today about mental load is that um, it is one of the areas where it is really uneven, mm-hmm. where it's, it tends to be unfair. So um, a mental load is also known as cognitive load or worry work. And it's the invisible labor that's involved in managing a household and a family. And it's not the physical yeah. task that's involved. A lot of people confuse that. It's not the folding of the laundry or actually doing the dishes. It's the planning and the overseeing of the execution of those tasks and all the other tasks. That Yeah. And, you know, and, and I like that, that we, you know, there's a term for mental load because typically we just say it's, the, it's, it's things that women do. It's things that mothers do. And I've talked about it numerous times on my podcast and, and especially when I talk about in, in overwhelm her and in those spaces about how it's kind of the messages that we get passed down generationally, that as women, you're supposed to be the first one up, the last one down, you create, you create the, you know, you run the house, even though your husband, quote unquote, is the head of the house, you are the neck and the neck is supposed to do all of the things, think about all of the things. And so I like that there's a term for it now because it just yeah. used to be this is just what you do. This is what you do as a, as a mom. And then when your kids are grown, then you can do some things for yourself. Right. And so I like that, right. that we have a term and there's starting to be a shift in, in the way that we are viewing tasks and the way we're viewing about who's responsible for what. Exactly. And I think the interesting thing is that in the workplace, it's very obvious to people that 
project management, you know, that planning, that uh, um, deciding uh, amongst uh, researching, making choices, um, um, oversight of workers, that all of that is work. It's a job. Mm -hmm. To a lot of people, that's their entire job. They don't do anything else other than um, do uh, this type of cognitive labor labor mm-hmm. at work. And obviously, <laughs> men and women are equally capable of doing this. It's not yes. something, it's not breastfeeding. <laughs> so. <laughs> you know, I, 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 uh, I flirted with project management at one point in my career. Um, I say flirted because I never took the title, but I, I did study it um, and, and all that. And I have a sister that that's the work that she does. Um, and so it was always interesting to be like, okay, I'm here at this job and I'm managing these things and all the moving parts. And then I have to go home and do the same thing. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And interestingly at home, people usually only um, consider the physical stuff as the work that needs to be done. And people completely ignore the mental load. It's invisible. And that's why it's insidious. And that's why it creates a lot of resentment yes. amongst the people who carry more of that load. Um also, I don't want to sound um, heteronormative, you know, um, obviously there are same sex household and single parent household and there's a lot of fluidity there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just because like statistically in 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 many households, definitely when it's um, um, a, a heterosexual couple, it would be the woman who carries that, but it's not always that. So for, from from now on, you know, if I talk about women, I'm I'm just talking about the person who carries more of the mental load, and it doesn't yes. have to be the woman. Yes, <laughs> you know, and I, I, does, I was trying to think of the term that. that that a friend and I we we called it. Oh, it's been a long time, and I can't remember. But we we kind of came up with the term for it because we had we knew of people that it was kind of the other way around. Yeah, um, the, the you know the the wife had the corporate job and the husband's job was more flexible, so he did the you know driving the kids places, making sure the household stuff was done. Um, and so I also have friends where it's just for personality differences and uh-huh. just strengths. So yes. um, you know both yes. are working um, um, serious jobs in terms of mm-hmm. um, the time spent outside the home, and it's just that they are more capable. Yeah. of doing the mental load work and they do it. Yes. So, um, but the thing, I think the thing that we need to recognize still as, as egalitarian and diverse as we try to be is that women are more prone to this, especially in a, um, in a heterosexual relationship because um, um, it has to do with their identity as mothers. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. There's a um, Harvard sociologist named um, Alison Daminger, and I'm not sure how she pronounces her last name. She has a really good research on this. And she says that women are more afraid that botching up will classify them as bad mothers. Um, yeah. Whereas yeah. men, even if they do have ultimate responsibility for childcare and home care, they are not under the same societal pressure. They are, in they, fact, they are I've not seen, as immediately blamed for being bad fathers. I was going to say, and in fact, I've actually seen them get extra pet, quote unquote, pets on the back if they are working, you know, a stressful job and also doing these things. Um, yeah, I've, I've seen that in real life. So that makes sense that, that there's enough studies on it now and we're getting more insight. Um, and I do think there's people starting to shift those responsibilities, but I do recognize that women or people in that role of caregiving will say um, we do typically have the more heavy mental load and we're exhausted more. Right. So I want to dive into um, um, that um, Harvard uh, research that I was talking about, because it really helps understand mental load 
um, more um, in depth. So it's less, the whole concept is, is less amorphous. Um, and um, there are four steps that were defined in that research. The first one is anticipate. And that means realizing that something has to happen, you know. Um, I can give an example with uh, gift giving. Okay. So mm-hmm. let's say I was invited to a birthday party um, um, in a month. Anticipating is um, realizing that there's a task involved in that, mm-hmm. which is to go and get gifts. Um, the second is identify. And that is to do um, the research and make, um, you know, find out what all the options are. And that's a lot of work. Like you can think about it also, like if anticipate is realizing that your child needs to go to the orthodontist and now you need to figure out like who's good in the area, what's covered by the insurance, you know, like ask your friends uh, who's recommended. Um, Identify can be a lot of work. The third stage is decide. And that is selecting. So Mm -hmm. you select um, the, the gift or the, the doctor, whatever. Um, then between the third and the fourth stages is the physical task is the actual, um, doing what needs to, to be done, the, okay. the buying the gift. And that's in, in the, in our scenario. And then the fourth task, and this is interesting is monitoring. There are a lot of things that require you to, as the person, um, in charge of a project like this, to make sure that things were actually done, um, mm-hmm. see what the results were, decide what you're going to do with it, uh, depending on what happened, etc. And those four stages are like a ball can drop in each and every one of them. Yes. And one of the things that happens a lot between the person who's uh, who tends to carry more of the mental load is that their their household members just expect them to tell them what to do, mm-hmm. um, and they'll help. They'll happily help. Yes. But they yes. don't realize that the 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 work itself, the hard work, is in doing all the stages. Um, now, the best advice, um, first of all, the important thing, and this can be with your partner, and this can be with older kids if they're um, uh, responsible enough. It can be with parents, if they help you every once in a while, anyone who's able to, to, to share the load, but normally it's uh, in a two parent household, it would be the partners dis- uh, discussing. Um, the important thing is to be able to have a very open and empathetic conversation about this um, and avoiding uh, a blame and shame discussion. You always do this. You never do that. You know, all the, uh-huh. <laughs> that yeah. is not the kind of conversation that you want. You want to be able to explain what, where you feel mental load, where you feel mm-hmm. overwhelmed, and you want to um, understand where the other person can help. So um, it's important to recognize strengths. It's important to recognize uh, preferences and just things that you care about. You know, you might be very good in doing uh, dealing with a certain topic, but it's just something that you're not um, you'd just rather not do if it were up mm-hmm. to you, you wouldn't do it at all, but you do it just for the sake of the rest of the family. And it's also important to be creative in terms of finding, um, finding solutions, just how to simplify things if they're not as important as the, the main ones. Um, the, the best advice that is always repeated in this field is that ideally, but it doesn't always, you're not always in an ideal situation. You're going to want to give um, the other the person a complete area of responsibility that they're responsible for start and finish. Because in that situation, there are fewer dropped balls. There are, um, it's just easier for that, for one person, for most people Mm -hmm. to take care of um, an assignment from start to finish, from anticipate all the way to monitor with the physical task and just know that it's their responsibility and uh, and nobody's supposed to help them with it. However, there are many situations where that just can't happen because you have a, a certain um, 
issue you have um it might be it can be something like you know um as 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 well as i might want to um be in charge of um negotiating our um sell and internet contracts i'm just a terrible person <laughs> negotiating <laughs> Yeah, you know, I just whatever they offer me at customer service, I'm like, oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> right, right. So you gotta you have to do so something there. Like, have somebody, you know, don't take that task if that's your. <laughs> yes, it's a weakness okay. of mine. Yes, <laughs> I'm saving a lot of money if I'm in charge of that. Oh so, goodness. So that so you have to you have to pick and choose by what makes sense, and um, I find that the the most important thing to keep in mind is how do we make this household function best without driving anyone to the ground. So uh-huh. you always have to not just try to do the least work possible yourself, and you know have as much yes. time as, as as much free time as you can for your for yourself. The question is how do we function as a family or as a household? How how do I ensure that my partner? is not overwhelmed, is able to deal with, uh, with everything, doesn't have too many balls in the air. How do I um, take whatever I can? It's not, mm-hmm. it's that never, never going to be like a 50-50 down the middle split. You know, it's, it's, not, yeah. it's not an aspiration, but how do we both function? How do we um, help each other thrive? And how do we not make awful mistakes? Like, you know, not by car insurance. Yes, yes. Okay, so we've got all of the information. We've got all that. I want to know more about how you landed in this space. I know you said, you know, your mom passed and you went through a couple of freelance things. What was what was a pivotal moment for you that happened that where you were like, okay, I've got to focus on this mental load. I've got to do something different. Um, It was when I was starting to ask myself whether I was actually depressed. Okay. Um, So. there were times that it was just very difficult for me to start the day, um, mm-hmm. to function. Um, I would um, distract myself often. I'd have a very hard time to go through my to-do list. And I and just, you know, I was like slowly deteriorating in my day-to-day. And I needed to figure out whether it was depression or burnout. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Because they can look similar. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And sometimes they do go hand in hand. Yeah. So did, so when you went through that process, you realized that it was more burnout and more mental load than it was depression. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So did you kind of start a research journey there and so find out more about what you, you know, why it happens, what it happens, because you have a lot of information and a lot of knowledge. And so I know as a therapist that typically in my brain means that you've you really poured some time into this, into learning it and, and developing something that helps other people. Absolutely. So I, I started reading a lot and I started testing things out on myself and on anyone who was willing uh, to try things. And also um, a very, another pivotal moment for me, it was earlier on, but it took some time to sink um, is that a friend of mine had actually managed to deal with some chronic um, back pain doing um, um, psychological work essentially. So okay. I, um, I went through a similar process and I just learned the power of understanding core issues and how they show up in mm-hmm. your, uh, in resentment that you might be feeling and things that you're not taking care of in, um, 
how these things express in you going into cycles that are detrimental to your health and not being able to pull out of them, even though you know that you should. Yes. Um, and um, did did a lot of uh, work both on on myself and started working with others on this, and uh, showed that uh, there's a way out. <laughs> there's yeah. a way out. Okay. Yes, because it's needed. You know, we there's a lot of us that are maybe not necessarily in the corporate world, right? But we are working jobs and we are taking care of our families. But this mental load is really starting to kind of take its toll. Yeah, right? and so I think- I've noticed, you know, it 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 starts to impact your health, right? So like your physical health starts to be impacted because you're constantly in this cycle of exhaustion and there is no break. You know, some people are like, oh, I'll get to sleep in on Saturday or I'll sleep in on Sunday. But if you are the one carrying the mental load, you don't typically get Saturday or Sunday off, right? It's just a continuous thing. Absolutely. And another another important thing to do is to really understand what your own values are and where are you doing something because it's important to you and where are you Mm -hmm. doing something because it's important to someone else and you're just internalizing some societal expectation that you actually are not strongly in favor in favor of yes and and to all my moms listening this does not mean that you you need to feel guilty for realizing that you might not be the strongest mother quote unquote, right? It's okay that you, that it might not be your strong suit to do all the errands. It's okay. Right. And being able to know that it's okay and, and reach out for support when and where you can. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. We, we have this, uh, super mom, super woman, um, image uh-huh. you know, that we all try to live by. And, um, what helped me with that is thinking about my daughter's that I actually don't want them to have that expectation. I yes. want them to know that life is messy and that you don't have to be perfect and that it doesn't really matter to me if the living room is a mess, if we are having a blast, you know, playing and laughing and, and feeling the love. It's just more important to me. And yes. they're allowed to choose differently, you know? Yes, but, yes. But, but the space okay is for- open for them to choose exactly. regardless. Uh-huh. Yes. All right. So I know we're, we're kind of, you know, I try to keep these, you know, episodes about 30 minutes or less when we're when we're talking. So as we start to kind of wrap up, what's one thing you want the listeners to take away from our from our time? I want them to not lose heart. I want them to feel that even if they're um, overwhelmed, even if they feel like they're doing so much and nobody sees it and it's not respected, just remember that we're in a time of transition and they have the power to make changes both for themselves and also to create a better world for their children. Um, people everywhere are rebelling now against unhealthy work environments. Yes. Um, people are trying to be better parents, people of all genders, you know, and trying to become better role models. Everybody talks more about wanting to spend more time with family, understanding mm-hmm. the importance of that and um, understanding that you can you can um, figure out for yourself what's important, what's less important. Um, So we've come a long way and we're going towards a brighter future in that sense. So whatever small change you make in your own life and in your own home, it's part of a big transition that we're um, going through as, um, as, as humanity. And so if anything COVID gave us is that sense that we're all in it together, you know? Yes. Yes. Uh, And this, we're 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 in time of change so this will change for you personally and this will change for us as a society we're linking hands we're doing this together just yes. keep at it i love it 
All right. And where can they find you? If they want to follow you and, and get more and learn more about you, where can they find you? So there's a lot of information on my website. It's uh, shlomitasa.com, S-H-L-O-M-I-T-T-A-S-S-A.com. Um, and on LinkedIn, I'm at shlomit-tasa-consulting. Um, on Facebook, it's um, shlomit.tasa.consulting, but it's the same thing. And I also have a mental load freebie for your listeners. Um, so um, it's a PDF, a downloadable PDF mini course with some uh, printable worksheets that um, they can go through what we talked about today with um, their family and uh, improve everybody's mostly on performance. <laughs> they can't yes. more of the mental load. <laughs> but also, I think, at least for us, it worked that way. Have have a, a, a sense of family, have a better sense of support of one another, more collaboration, more understanding of what everyone's going through and trying to kind of carry the weight together. So that's a, that's a very, very useful and valuable, I think, side effect of going through that process. And yes, that's at, sure. on, my, on my website um, at shlomitasa.com um, slash lifesaver. So like we said before, S-H-L-O-M-I-T-T-A-S-S-A.com slash lifesaver. And I will make sure that all of this is in the show notes for you guys as well, so that you can go get your free gift and start the process to change your mental load, right? And and reduce that and share responsibility and, and get everybody involved because the house is a community as well. So, so thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate the information. It's been helpful even for me as I think about, you know, being on the other side of, of burnout due to mental load, right? I called it burnout because of the way it was impacting all areas of my, my life, but it's really, it was really the mental load that was driving me there. And so I really appreciate you for coming on and giving us the information on what to do with it. Cause now I've got some things that I'm going to go do, you know, to start the process to change things in my house as well. So until next time, guys. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you found the episode insightful and helpful to you on your journey. As you all know, podcasts are rated by the number of subscribers and the ratings that they receive. So don't forget to hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to this at and also leave a rating and a comment. I welcome all comments. Also, make sure you head over to the different social medias, Instagram at Brittany A. Johnson LMHC, Facebook at Brittany A. Johnson, and even on LinkedIn at Brittany A. Johnson LMHC, and follow so you can stay connected to what's going on. Talk to you soon.